Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Guys. As we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero. Hello, this is the public service announcement for your friends here at Trend Chat. If you're noticing suspicious activity involving illegal immigrants, please don't hesitate to call ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, at 866-347-2423. For instance, if you're at the Texas State Capitol and see a group of people showing up with signs saying Texas immigrants are here to stay, inferring that they're here illegally because to make such a statement and being here illegally would be gibberish. So please, don't hesitate to call 866-347-2423 for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement and let the authorities sort it out. This has been a public service announcement from your friends here at Trend Chat. social media just go to trend chat 24 7 whether it's on facebook instagram or twitter it's all the same name and yes i guess if you heard that little psa i just dropped right there you know that was a little bit of, of kind of what happened yesterday at the texas state capitol as you had a a group of protesters a large group of protesters out there and um yeah, I just wanted to leave that little public service announcement for everyone. Just, you know, just to make sure everyone knows when a situation like that happens. Just to, you know, just give advice a call. Just let, you know, like I said in there, let the authorities handle, handle it and let them sort it all out. If, you know, just, cause, you know, a little bit of, some, you know, suspicious activity going on. So, anyway, uh, let me finish. 
I uh, write for Politics, and if you want to read my articles on Politics.com, just go to Politics.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And speaking of that, also, the new book by Politics, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, which is out right now. And one of those articles that I've written for Politics is in the book about my journey to be a delegate at the Republican National Convention last year in Cleveland. And we would definitely appreciate everyone that is listening to my voice to pick it up. And as I've mentioned before, we'll probably do something about um, some sort of maybe a contest or something for the show um, for um, the book as far as giving one away. So, Well, I, like I said, that I just thought of doing that little PSA earlier <laughs> to start off because, um, you know, if you don't know, Yesterday at the Texas State Capitol, which was the last day of, of the the session, legislative se- session, um, supposedly. I mean, it could go into a special session um, later in the week. But yesterday was the last day, and apparently you had uh, a group uh, I pretty much that was against something that was already put into law earlier in the session. Um, about sanctuary cities and uh, for some reason they felt that they need to come out and protest it now after, after the fact but either way they went into the house chamber went up and you know caused a ruckus basically disrupting everything um, with their protesting and a, re- a representative named Matt Rinaldi uh, uh, he said that he called um, ICE, he told the Democrats, the Democrats who were actually cheering on and basically egging on these protesters to keep going in their disruption of the, um, of what was going on in session. And he, and Rinaldi told them that that he called ICE on them. And I, I heard so many, you know, people especially that are you know are against you know uh, representative Rinaldi and saying that well how did he know they were illegal and he just saw brown people and just suspected they were illegal immigrants uh, well no uh, um they were we- <laughs> they were wearing shirts and having signs saying uh, like i said that you know in the beginning texas immigrants are here to stay and okay if you're saying that you're here to stay so why do you have to make that statement unless there's something illegal going on or something going on that you fear that you might not be here to stay? Because if you're here illegally, that makes no sense to even make that statement. So that's so that's why I, I would assume and anyone else could make a, a very educated guess that I'm guessing we're dealing with illegal immigrants here. And that's not to say everybody there was uh, an illegal immigrant, I wouldn't say that, but I'm guessing that some are, or, and I'm pretty sure you have a lot of, you know, I would say they're enablers. And when I said enablers to illegal immigrants, I'm not just talking about liberals and progressives and Democrats. I mean, they're enablers on the Republican side as well. Um, so, 
And, you know, so that's the <laughs> that is a very educated guess to take if you see something like that. So, yeah, it totally makes sense for him to call ice. And I said this before <laughs> uh, all over Facebook and Twitter. You know, it's funny. I just want to say I hope everyone had a, a you know, a, a good Memorial Day yesterday because most people was off, was off. And um, I hope everyone, you know, and in, in, I guess enjoyed their time off. But also remembering why we're, you know, having this that day off and remembering, you know, all the fallen soldiers and that is they have fought to basically, you know, keep this land free or you know at least for us to to have these actual demonstrations to happen naturally you know what happened in memorial day we we're remembering the people who have fought for a demonstration that kind of happened yesterday now the type of protesting they were doing as far as disrupting everything and whatnot but even still you did you do have that freedom as opposed to some countries you go to you would have done something like that they would just shot you, throw or uh, you know whatever. And um, but like I said that particular pro and uh, protest and that in that sense as far as being disruptive and whatnot. Um, but like you know, cause like if they were outside, put it this way, if they was outside doing it, you know, you can disagree. I you know, and I would disagree as far as what they are protesting. But as long as they're doing it, you know, right way, have nothing against it really. So um. But yeah, so yeah, so Representative Ronaldo called ICE, and then, then he was threatened by a Democrat, um, Pancho Navarez. I think I'm saying his name right, but he threatened, threatened him, and then it was actually video of him going to um, Representative Ronaldo and putting his hands on him and all that, and and on top of that happening to him on the on the floor then he was getting all sorts of threats on twitter and whatnot and everyone just all i'm just throwing a little hissy fit as i said on twitter <laughs> about what he did and you know and i say this is brilliant to me like anytime you have these illegal immigrant protests pop up like i said yesterday on facebook and twitter and whatnot I'm I got ice on my speed dial now. I got I got ice on my phone. Like as soon as I see something like this, I'm just calling up ice. Like, hey, I got a location. Um apparently especially if you got a sign saying I'm illegal <laughs> or, or even something like like they did yesterday as far as saying um I'm here to stay or something like that. Basically, like I said, inferring that you something is illegal going on. Or about, you know, whatever. So yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, I'll just call ICE, you know, and just, hey, it's a suspicious activity going on, so I'll just let, the, let them handle it. Okay, so I think this should happen every time now. Anytime they pop up, just instantly call ICE. Everybody, just call ICE. <laughs> call ICE and just call, I guess, call the authorities too. Yeah, I, the authorities meaning like the police or whatever like that, but first call ICE. Because, for one, I never... Even in the past, when I would see these protests, I'm like you have a group that are basically basically just bragging about being here illegally and saying it, and why is no one like reporting this? And why 
why don't I just see a big bus come in and just scoop them all up right there? I mean, you basically, you, you're making it easy. It's like, <laughs> they're, they're all right here. At least a good number of them. Why don't you just call whoever that needs to come, like ICE, just come by. Hey, you know, I see a lot of y'all saying y'all illegal here. Let's have a talk, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How about we take you down to some to the station somewhere and let's, you know, sort this out. <laughs> you, I mean, you say you're illegally, so, and, you know, and this is Immigration and Customs Enforcement, so we need to see what uh, what's the deal here. So, so yeah, and, and uh, also earlier today, just saw probably about an hour ago, um, one, another one of these, I guess, what was, I don't know. A or D list celebrities, C list. I don't know what where they where she is, but uh, what's her name? Kathy Griffin. She's been on CNN doing their New Year's Eve things and other stuff. But um, she had these video. Uh, I guess a video, some photos of a a bloody beheaded um President Trump head in her hand and doing it. You know, having a photo of it and all that, and in. It's totally disgusting, and the thing about it, if if you've been listening to this show at any point, the one thing I the first thing that pops in my head is that, okay, let's just go. You know, the same old. What if this was Obama, and how this will be, you know, <laughs> perceived and reported on, and it's it just clearly shows. I mean. Given it just happened, so we don't know what's going to happen with Kathy Griffin. But I would say this: without anything else happening, I could say this: whatever that happens to Kathy Griffin would not be as bad as what would have happened to any conservative or any Republican or anybody, regardless of what party would they with, if they would have done the exact same thing about Obama in the past eight years. Nothing that's I don't know anything else that's happened right now because it's just it just been released the past couple of hours. But I'm saying it right now. Whatever happened to Kathy Griffin would not be as bad if it, if someone else would have done that about President Obama in the past eight years. If they would have said that, or done that. So I'll, I'll just make that statement right now. <laughs> and um, so like I said, that just happened and. I do want to get to our guest, very special guest, because if you've been listening to this program, another thing I've been talking about at nauseum is the founding project. And I've talked about how they're bringing civics to citizens and how they are bringing this video series together and they're getting things, you know, lined up and to, to come out in the future and, they're just educating citizens on Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. All these things that, you know, if I'm pretty sure if we knew more about a lot of problems <laughs> would be, you know, we wouldn't have as many problems. We wouldn't have as as much, you know, di division, I would say that much, because if we just understood the basics of I found the documents, then a lot of this wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have to have all these debates on every single little thing if everyone kind of just 
knew the basics. And the kind of one of the things I brought up is about, you know, just the knowing the electoral college. That's one thing. If everyone just, okay, understood that, then you wouldn't have to have so much that is going on as far as wanting to debate that. So, and, uh, you know, wow. I don't know if y'all are hearing that, but it's, I, I'm broadcasting out of um, Kansas City. And, yeah, it's, it's storming a little bit out here. I don't know if y'all actually heard that thunder, but, um, uh, yep. I guess we need to hurry get this show off on <laughs> Before I get struck down over here or something, but it's it's storming pretty bad out here. But <laughs> but let me get to our our guest, and we will talk with Maggie Dine, um, the co-founder, the president of the Founding Project, and we talk to her. And like I said, she will give. I've been talking about the Founding Project basically in the, like 30 seconds, but now we have someone to talk in detail about the programs that they're looking to do and what's and the video series and 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 the details about the founder project and so i hope everyone um would you know get more <laughs> from this interview than what i've been saying in the past you know ever since the program started so so here's our interview with maggie Hello, this is Trent Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe, and we are pleased to have the co-founder and president of the Founding Project, Maggie Dine. How are you doing? I'm just fine, Brian. It's really nice to finally meet you, even if it's just through airwaves. Thank uh, you for inviting me. Yes, and I'm I'm just glad that we actually are talking about the Founding Project, other than just me kind of saying the same thing I've been saying on Trent Chat from episode to episode, and now that I finally have someone here to give more details as far as what the um, what the Founder Project is about and everything that is coming up. So I'm just, I'm definitely pleased in just having that opportunity as well. So, um, so first off, the Founder Project, everyone has heard how I describe the Founder Project, but I'm, I'm definitely know that you have better details than I have. So tell everyone what the Founder Project is about. Well, I'm not sure this is better, but from my perspective, the Founding Project is partly a movement. Uh, technically, legally, we are a 501c3 charity. We're an education nonprofit. Um, we are dedicated to education solely about civics, the U.S. Constitution, the founding principles, related subjects to that. And I think that maybe the more um, important part to that, at least from the eyes of our team, is that we not only are dedicated to the education on that, but we want to make sure that citizens get that education. We actually intend to take civics to citizens. Um, we've um, put our heads together and recognize that there is so much ranting going on and, and um, just anger and no traction being gotten on really any political theory, any political idea, and yet the resounding crime from people is rights, freedom. Um, those are all issues that our founders dealt with. And we're looking at recapturing what it is that our founders knew. And that's what we want to bring to citizens, 
uh, we want to do it in ways that are not an hour-long lecture or a class um, or sitting in a boardroom getting the presentation. It has to be something that the average citizen, who's already very busy, can just digest in small doses, um, make it easy, use social media, uh, use networking with each other, use other citizens that are interested in, in the same things that we all are interested in, uh, freedom, and deliver civics and the Constitution and information about how our government works and the founding principles to everyday citizens. So it's kind of a movement along with being um, something that's educational. And oh. um, hopefully that gives you a, 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 a basic idea of where we're coming from. Okay. And I've mentioned on the show a couple of times about the, the Facebook group and the uh, website coming up. And, um, and I just mentioned on Tuesday about the video series. So, uh, I guess just tell us everything that you, that, um, is either going on now or is coming up. Well, uh, we've got a, a few things brewing. So I'm glad that you asked. Uh, probably the biggest thing recently is um, shortly after launching our Facebook page, our official entity uh, for social media, um, we also just debuted our video series, our civics education series, hosted by Kim Anderson, a delightful young lady. And that series will be there to take average citizens through a regular civics course, but we'll do it in very small doses so that if if a citizen is busy, they can do this on their free time. Um, they can listen right before they fall asleep at night. Not that it would put them to sleep, but they can pick something at the time that works best for them. It's short. It's sweet. It's charming. Um, little fun, little smiles. So um, we're very pleased to be starting that, and that's something that's going to be an ongoing routine and will continue until we're through the entire series. Uh, and it's designed to go through several years. Um, the next in- incentive that we want to get going is just in delivering the concept to our members and to other people, what exactly is going on with civics in America? Uh, and this is no fault of teachers or anything, but civics education, as was once known, is rather missing in our society. Uh, we focused on science, engineering, you know, technology, math, uh, and we need to do that, but civics kind of got left behind. It's not um, part of any kind of standardized testing. And here we are sitting with the greatest story of freedom ever told, and we don't know it. It's the story of us, uh, the story of the U.S. We don't know it. We don't know why we're free, and we collectively. Uh, but we've kind of lost that, and I think we've forgotten that for centuries, People got up in the morning and did exactly what their overlord told them to do. Uh, I mean, for thousands of years, if you were born a serf, you died a serf, and your children and your children's children did the same thing. America came along and changed that. And we have a government that is totally powered by citizens, but we're not training our citizens to handle that really big job. I mean, you don't born with that, just as you aren't born knowing how to handle your free will, you, you need something besides 
just wake up in the morning and knowing who the Kardashians are to be able to control your government. I mean, the people have that power. And we need to bring everything back that empowers citizens and that makes them able to fulfill this big job. You know, it's one thing. So, I, uh, oh, yeah. oh um, it, it's just one thing I've, I mentioned before um, a couple of times when talking about the founding project is that, um, you know, as far as people taking the citizenship test and that people who are born here couldn't pass the test that people that immigrate here have to take to become a citizen for the well, half, most for the most part. And, um, and that just goes back to not having civics taught for the most, for, for the most part in school. Now, I don't know. I know one thing I mentioned on Tuesday about civics being taught in school that to, I feel like to the point that it's not, it's not taught at all now as a particular subject. Is that correct? I really, I mean, I don't know. Every school system is different and they, um, some have been started putting in some sort of version of civics or more commonly they call it government. And they are doing some amount of teaching, but something has still happened. And you've probably seen the live interviews on the street, whether it was, um, I mean, one time Jay Leno was doing it to Waters World. I mean, there's um, often somebody who finds great humor in asking someone who's the vice president. Um, you know, who makes the laws in America? And we get these, you know, answers that are funny and yet sad because these people are voting. These people are making decisions about what their schools will teach. And so even if they are trying to put something in that, that gives their, their children some sort of idea of what civics, you know, looks like or what their government looks like, we're often dealing with parents who don't know either. And I certainly would never call myself an expert on the subject just because civics is huge and broad and what our government does is complicated. And there are constitutional scholars and attorneys that handle our Constitution. But we can certainly pass along the basics of how to be a good citizen, which includes being self-sufficient, includes knowing how your government works, includes knowing the Constitution. We need to know how and why we are free just to be able to make decisions in our everyday life, just to be able to control our government. And so um, answering your question, I think people are trying to get civics. I think people have had government classes, but either it's not being retained or it's not being stressed. And in many situations, um, it, should, it is not being taught at all. Um, there's the last statistic on that uh, came from the American Bar Association, and they said that less than 10% of schools were actually teaching civics. Um, that's rather a national embarrassment. Yeah, especially if you're supposed to know how to basically be an educated citizen. <laughs> and Right. Yeah. And we do get kind of lost in left versus right, uh, libertarian versus conservative versus liberal. We, we do get lost in all that. But in, in the, what it comes down to is that if we don't have a base of freedom and a base of understanding, 
why we're free, how we became free, what makes us free, really no political theory can gain any real traction. It's all a matter of angry ranting. We want to engage citizens into that common ground that we used to have, the common ground of the Constitution, the common ground of freedom and rights. When we have a common ground, that gives us a, a shred of chance at unity. It gives us a basic conversation to begin with. Then we can start addressing where we may have gone astray and how much freedom do we have left. But we believe the civic deficit is um, causing a, a, a lapse in our unity, and we need it. We need civics. We need unity. We need freedom. That's a, a human need. And, you know, that's one thing as far as, like, one, I guess, one recent issue in talking about civics where, okay, I mean, it's, it's understandable that we un- – that we're not going to agree on everything, you know, you're going to have different sides of, of an issue, but just going back to what you're saying, just, let's just talk about the election, electoral college. So, you know, that right there, that is something that we should all be able to agree on as far as when, how an election is won. But because we are so politicized as far as even to that point, and because we don't really know civics, that something as, I mean, well, I, I would say it's easy because it's something that you should know in the Constitution about electoral college. But now that is being disputed to the point to where, because our lack of knowledge of civics, and now you have people wanting to say like you know, like the hashtag not my president because they because they don't because they go by the popular vote as opposed to the electoral vote. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. I mean, and this does go back to the whole how and why we are free. Um, We've got learned doctors on TV referring to America as a democracy and saying that majority rule. And while someone might clip back, oh, you know, majority rules is two wolves and a lamb deciding what's for lunch, whereas the republic is a well-armed lamb saying, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think people fully recognize that we were never designed to be a simple democracy. We have some democratic aspects. But a simple democracy is basically mob rule. Democracy is not used in our Constitution at any point. And until we understand why that is, this is not saying that a general concept of the majority of people shouldn't have some sort of say. It's about understanding that there is a point where minority situations need to be under, understood. Uh, and this is all about rights. And when we get down to it, the individual is really the smallest minority in the United States. And that's what we're trying to protect. When you deal with a democracy, you kind of ignore the individual as the smallest minority in the United States. And and those concepts are things that you, you know can really delve into long and, and hard. But to your point, people don't understand what the purpose of electoral college is. And and we could delve into that really far. And actually, I would say that, you know, we, we would get one of our writers, to, uh, you know, or, or our attorneys or constitutional scholars to deal with that in, in particular that could do this far better than me. My point is basically we need 
to come together on all of these basic principles, learn them again, and understand why this is better for us and why this protects our freedom. I mean, the United States is the greatest experiment in freedom that the world, the world has ever seen. And it all comes from the citizens having the power over their government. And we are facing such a deficit with civics that our citizens don't know they have the power. And because of that, that power seems to have slipped away to the point that they no longer feel they have that power anymore. Well, and I think we've lost some of that just because we've lost our unity. Yeah. Well, and we, we need it back again. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, we can we can have our own little lecture right here. But that is a great thing about the Founding Project right now and with the video series and everything that's coming up that there are going to be a lot of opportunities coming up as far as for people to learn, you know, the I would say the loss. Art, uh, I have a way to say lost art of civics, but um, just th- this is a great project that is going on, you know, the founding project, and also um, I know that you, uh, I guess, you have a website, you know, in the works. So, uh, can you give us a little details about that? Yeah, I, I think first I want to touch on the fact that that or, or um, kind of reiterate. This is a nonpartisan effort. We are a charitable organization. We are a 501c3. Our purpose is education. With that purpose is unity and restoring our constitutional republic. And I think maybe unity is more stressed. Toward that end, we want to engage all citizens. And we're going to need citizens to be the civics movement with us. We'll provide the information. Um, we partner with citizens in our social media team. We take civics to citizens. And our Facebook page, um, Twitter, YouTube uh, channel, and now this video series. And finally, our website will be part of that. And our website is in the works. Um, we've got a team of wonderful writers. Uh, we actually have team of wonderful people. We've got wonderful volunteers doing social media. Um, I work with a management team that um, is an absolute delight. You've obviously met Kim Anderson on the video series, um, the the host for that. Uh, And I'm looking forward to people getting to know the talent of our writers on our website. And um, I tell all of them that they're my favorite writer because they are. And, and they each have their own gift that they bring to the table. So we're very, very excited about the website. We do want to grow our membership because the website needs a tremendously large amount of support. I mean, just incredibly large amount of support. So we we need members. We need advocates, people who are willing to take our information and spread it. We need people that are on our social media team to help spread the information. And just as everyday members look at themselves and say, hey, listen, every move Every movement can be started by one person. We're actually asking every citizen to be the one, to be that one person that spreads civics education. If one person spreads to 10 people, that's 10 more people that know. If 100 people spread to 10 people, that's 1,000. And obviously it keeps going from there. So we want to combine everything that's easy and accessible for citizens 
and that includes the website, video series, Facebook, memes, whatever it takes to make it easy for citizens and join forces with everybody nonpartisan, everybody from either side of the table, from all sides of the table, and make it one big round table um, of people advocating for civic education so we can be that group of people like the founders were. The founders didn't agree on much of anything other than maybe beer and freedom. And yet, they brought all of their different opinions together, and the common ground was freedom. They succeeded in getting it. We need to succeed in keeping it. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, so I, I guess my message would be is we need members, we need people, we need people to join forces with us. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm, for, I guess for Trend Chat, I'm, we definitely um, enjoy, you know, spreading the word about the founding project um, on here as much as possible. And I definitely encourage people who have, you know, everyone that's listening to, um, to go to the Facebook page. As a matter of fact, you know what, now that you are on, you tell everyone how to get in touch with the founding project. The absolute easiest way, Brian, is to go to Facebook and just look for The Founding Project. We do have a group that our page is the easiest to find, and that is our official location where we are putting out our original and exclusive information, um, all of it well-researched, all of it solid. It's www.facebook.com slash founding project. And um, all of our information is there. And uh, anyone can find it. On, on Twitter, we are just at founding underline T-R-O-J. But it really is the easiest to find us on, on Facebook on our page. We invite everyone to come and be part of this with us. Okay. Well, I appreciate it so much for your time. Um, and we'll look forward to having having you or, or I guess, other people with the Founder Project on in the future. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for your advocacy, Brian. We appreciate it. And thanks to Maggie for coming on. So now you're not going to have me to do another spot, I guess, for the Founder Project because you basically have heard everything you need to know about the Founder Project. And I just basically, basically just say just, you know, go and check them out. And I really appreciate Maggie uh, coming on with us. And like I said, hopefully we'll have some others from the Founder Project on with us um, in the future. So that's it for today. And I know that the past two weeks we haven't had a Thursday show. But we're going to have a Thursday show this this week. I'm I'm pretty sure we are. And actually it might be a little different than all the rest of them. We might actually have a different uh, kind of format or a different sound. And actually, speaking of different sounds, I, I've been thinking about trying to do um, different, I guess, not so much, I guess, I guess topics as far as when it comes to the Tuesday and Thursday program. So I was thinking about doing more focus on politics on Tuesday and focus on culture on Thursday or just one day will be the politics day and another day will be more on culture day. So kind of like in this instance, I kind of talked about with, uh, you know, Kathy Griffin and talking about 
in far as what she was doing. But that both of those kind of go into the political realm, and I was just trying to go more into talking about more um, cultural things that are going on, and you know, uh, even if it, you know, like movies or something. And speaking of movies, you know, you had Pirates um, of the Caribbean Five come out on Friday, which I saw, which was pretty good. Um, I, I've always liked the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and uh, this one was pretty good. I didn't, um, I, I enjoyed them all actually, and this being the fifth one, and this was, a, and I didn't have a, I had fun watching it. So, and actually got a chance. To, um, I saw Baywatch too, actually, <laughs> and yeah, that, that on on top of the fact that the, the humor was just so crude. Which, if you saw the trailer, you knew that's where it was kind of going. But it it was even more so in the movie, which is not surprising, given the rating and whatnot. But as a movie overall, it was not good as a movie um <laughs> it, it just i didn't know where it was going actually it just didn't i didn't know where it, at, at some points it seemed like it was trying to be serious and then in some parts it was trying to be like really you know kind of silly and goofy <laughs> and, and you know it's like it was trying to be a comedy in some cases and then other cases it seemed like it was trying to be serious. Now, I don't know. Maybe they were just being sarcastic in the, the whole way through. At the times they were being serious, they were actually not being serious. But it just wasn't – I wasn't catching on to it. It just – maybe the the sarcasm just really went over my head to the point where I'm like, I don't even know what y'all are trying to do with this. And that's kind of how I was feeling on some parts. Imagine – there was this. There was a line in the beginning of the movie. I remember. It kind of summed up how the whole movie felt to me. And um, early in the movie, I can't can't remember it word for word, but basically, um, the guy said, "I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, or something in that sense." And that was in the movie, and that's kind of how I felt in the whole movie. Like I don't know if y'all being serious here or being funny. And if you and think about it, if you're being funny, I'm not really catching it. It's not, you know, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you just now you're kind of leaving the audience confused. But um, so it didn't do that well in a way. And personally, after seeing that, I I will say at least for Dwayne Johnson, you know, the person, you know, he's saying that <laughs> I'm guessing he's not being serious. Well, hey, who knows? He might be serious. He might actually, with especially with you know with Donald Trump now winning being president now you might have a lot of celebrities actually you know realistically thinking about running for president in 2020 or at least you know even after that in the future um you know you had a lot of them where they just will say it but not really be serious about it but now they see donald trump you might actually have actual celebrities you know actually running a campaign to be president and so i wouldn't be surprised I definitely don't <laughs> not gonna take it as a joke all the way, you know, wholeheartedly. I I, I definitely think he, that it's you know in the realm of possibility that he would run. So anyway, like I said, Dwayne Wayne Johnson, the whole thing was saying about him running for president, and then they would actually start to do polls about it and whatnot. Then they did a poll and saw that he was doing better than President Trump right now and whatnot. And honestly, I think for you know, 
any celebrity right now will probably do better because you just have people that will say like, well, you know, why not? <laughs> and um, but yeah, but yeah, going back on on him, so I felt like this was probably the worst movie, worst Dwayne Johnson movie since um, the Scorpion King. And I don't know if, how many of y'all saw the Scorpion King, but yeah, that wasn't that good either. And I think this was like his worst one with him in it. I think maybe Doom. And I, I vaguely remember that one, but I don't. Maybe Doom and Scorpion King were probably the worst Dwayne Johnson movies that he's, you know, that he has come out with. But this one was pretty bad. <laughs> but, um, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, there I go. I just did that a little bit of what I was talking about already just now. So. So, like I said, I'm pretty sure we'll probably have a Thursday show. And like I said, it might be a little different. It might actually have a different sound to it as well. But that is for Thursday. So, as of right now, we're out of here. And until Thursday, we'll talk with you later. Headlines and hot takes, they have their place. But at our podcast, ESPN Daily, we don't just skim the surface of sports. Dude, I mean, this clearly transcends blood feuds, <laughs> rivalries, sports. This is something far, far deeper than that. I'm your host, Pablo Torre. And every day, we try to dive into the stories behind the athletes. The picture of him in the dugout afterwards just looked like a guy who'd had his heart ripped out. Listen to ESPN Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero.